Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. So let's uh, so let's uh, say good morning to Jeremy Shaw in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Uh, it has already been a, a very interesting day. We've got this compressed weekend with everything in two days. Uh, so we've got two races today: Michelin Pilot Challenge, and then uh, and then the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix. However, the times have been outstanding, Jeremy. This is this is bonkers stuff. Yeah, good morning, John. Yes, so we see it, certainly seen some very impressive lap times uh, from uh, all of the classes this weekend, and expected two very exciting races today. The weather's been uh, pretty good so far. It's supposed to be a bit warmer than even than yesterday today, but not quite as hot as we've seen perhaps here in the past. So hopefully that won't be uh, uh, too uncomfortable for the teams and drivers there, particularly in pit lane. Pit lanes are going to be certainly, certainly fairly busy today, uh, and, and particularly in the uh, pilot challenge race with uh, 34 cars in, in, in that field. Uh, but yeah, getting ready for the warm-up here for the uh, FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix. And you know, it's, it's certainly great, isn't it, just to be back to uh, traditions here. I mean, this, this is one of the traditional races on the calendar at Lime Rock Park. Uh, it didn't race here in uh, 2020, due to the pandemic but uh, back again last season um and uh, and and again here now this year so uh it's it's great to have this this all gt race and of course this year with only gtd cars no gtlms uh but we've still got two uh, categories but this time they're of of uh, of drivers rather than cars so kind of fun uh, and uh, as far as the uh, the lineup is concerned. It will be, uh, although this is on times, Jeremy. It will be all of the GT pros at the front of the field. Yes. Yeah, so on, on a uh, therefore restored for the uh, GTD pro drivers, uh, they get themselves ahead of the non pros in the qualifying session. Although one of them, uh, once again, uh, is is not going to be starting in, in its uh, qualifying position. That's number twenty five BMW M Team RLL BMW. Uh, apparently, yesterday after qualifying, it uh, was shown to be uh, failed to meet the minimum ride height. Wow. So, uh, not for the first time this season, that car is going to have to start at the back of the field. And those drivers, Conor Filippi and John Edwards, they've had just ridiculous. Uh, you know, one it's one disaster after another. It seems for them. Long Beach, uh, they had a similar problem there, put to the back, and then it went downhill from there um, because uh, in the race. Due to the timing of a full course caution period, primarily, they failed to meet the minimum drive time for one of the drivers. So they were put to the back again there. They've had uh, problems uh, elsewhere during the season as well. So nothing's gone right for them. But uh, they had qualified in third position, but now they're going to have to start from the back of the field. Uh, which is good for us because that'll be, uh, that'll be entertaining. Uh, <laughs> it does mean their first, uh, their first stint is going to be uh, rather interesting. I was expecting to see the... Uh, cars out uh, by now, but I'm not seeing anything uh, on the circuit at the moment. Uh, I'll just check everything out and make sure. Uh, yes, we are. Cars just going out, in fact, as I say that. 
So perfect uh, timing there. Uh, and leading them out, the number 14 of Jack Hawksworth in the RCF GT. Uh, with Jan Halen also going out for Wright Motorsport. Ross Gunn for Hart Racing Team. Uh, he's just in behind the number 32 of Stephen McAleer. But team caught off Motorsport. Uh, I, I think we need to uh, expand, Jeremy, uh, on... Uh, the, the situation here, the cars, as I said, performance-wise, are all identical. They're all GT3 cars. It's only the driver lineups that make the difference as to where they score points effectively. Uh, that's exactly right. And, and for the first time since uh, 2014, we've got just a single class of, of car in the IMSA uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, on, tra on, you know, on a race event solo. Uh, there were two times in 2014 where PC, the pr prototype challenge cars, raced uh, aside from the other categories. But even then, they raced alongside the IMSA prototype challenge, excuse me, as it was then prototype lights championship. Uh, so, but this is the first time since then. Here, of course, at, uh, at Lime Rock in the past and at VIR, we've had GT. GT cars only, but up until now, that has been GTLMs and GTDs. So uh, you're right, this is the first time uh, we've had all these cars together. But you know, as, as all the way through this season, uh, so far as race control is concerned, GTD and GTD Pro are, are treated uh, absolutely equally. The cars have uh, identical specifications, whichever class they're running in. It's just that in GTD Pro, um, well, normally, all of the drivers are proper professionals uh, with the general exception of Cooper McNeil who, is, who isn't but uh, likes to be classified as such and has been running a GTD Pro for the season up until this weekend when he decided to step back into GTD uh, for the first time. Uh, and, for but, the, uh, and for the rest of the, the season as well he was yes. telling Shear yesterday uh, obviously you know he's fastest at the moment in G, GTD Jeremy uh, obviously an opportunity for them to take some class wins, I would say, um, with that Mercedes-AMG GT3, but also Mercedes in the heat, right in the teeth of battle with the other manufacturers in GTD and an extra car there, potentially, to help them score points. Well, that's right. Uh, and, 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 and that, I think, is the, the primary reason for making this switch because uh, right now uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty tight battle in GTD Pro. And certainly Mercedes you know, is, in, is, this, is very much in the mix, uh, has not yet had a win in the GTD Pro category. This, excuse me, in GTD regular, uh, it's, uh, you know, they are in the mix in the championship. In GTD Pro, Mercedes really isn't. They're, they're, they're out of the uh, reckoning there for that championship. But in GTD regular, BMW leads the way on 1,949 points, Aston Martin second on 1,931, uh, Mercedes third on 1,880, uh, and Porsche fourth on 1,857 coming into this weekend. So uh, everything to play for there, and having an extra, uh, an extra a bullet in that gun is yeah. going to help Mercedes in their in their quest for the manufacturer championship. In uh, and let's not forget, Jeremy, we've got another. Uh, another GT only weekend coming up at VIR. So the opportunity there again to be at the sharp end of the field uh, in a circuit that is a little bit longer than here at Lime Rock Park, but has that lovely parkland 
feel to it. And, and, and these two GT events, I've got to say, are, I think IMSA have knocked it out of the park land um, in, in getting the GTs uh, on their own in here. It gives us the opportunity to to focus in on the on the championship battles, and it gives them a chance to, to stretch their legs and have those have those scraps without having to worry about faster cars coming through. Well, that's right, and and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an intriguing battle this afternoon because yeah, the, the GTD Pro drivers, yeah, they've got, they've all they've got all got egos. They want to be ahead of the of the of the non-professionals. So you know, in, in qualifying this, yesterday, they were able to to keep that balance as, as from their perspective as it should be. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see in the race today. I think you know, it was it was crazy close. Uh, in uh, in the classes from from first position, which was uh, Maddie Campbell put that car the FAF Motorsports Porsche car number nine on the pole position yesterday with a 51.0. The uh, down to eleventh uh, position is covered by half a second, so really really tight there. Uh, and and in GTD regular, the fastest qualifier was uh, Frankie Montecarlo at 51.4. Uh, there were six cars within basically well yeah half a tenth of a second i mean half a tenth of a second so uh, that is crazy close yeah and and that's you know, with, with college felipe having to start at the back in a ggd pro entry it's not going to be easy to no. work his way forward from there actually that's a very good point very good point that you're making jeremy uh, and uh, well presented 52-0 the two fastest times in the the two divisions here, GTD Pro, we welcome back Jack Hawksworth who uh, fell off his motocross bike uh, in his native Yorkshire back in uh, the UK, back in the UK and uh, has been recuperating since uh, and he burst back in yesterday. Frankie Montecalvo makes it a double for Vasa Sullivan with the number 12, the regular GTD, uh, and uh, that car, uh, that car uh, with a 52.5, as I say. So, times we would expect to be something more representative to race times. Tonio Garcia for Corvette Racing. Corvette's been pretty competitive this weekend. Tonio's done the uh, the bulk of the running. Uh, in the number three car with a 52.260, goes just a couple of tenths away. And the only car that we've not seen yet as Mattia Jaminier comes out the pits for FAF Motorsport in the pole sitting Porsche 911 GT3R for FAF uh, is the Winwood Racing number 57. Uh, it's not mandatory, Jeremy, to come out uh, on this session. Uh, and there are teams who go, mm, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll not uh, not risk things this morning. No, it was it was Hugh among other people. It was most famously attributed to to Hugh uh, uh, and to Martin Short of Rural Centre as well. Just 
So I, I'm, I'm thinking that's why we're not seeing them of 57 cars. Well, that car has been competitive all weekend long. Uh, they've uh, had sh shown good pace this season as well. Not yet got a win under their belts in 2022 as that Windward Racing team, but they've been competitive everywhere. They've had a, a, a couple of fastest race laps, including the most recent race at uh, Canadian Timers what, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, knocking on that door, the first victory, and I think they've got a good car this weekend. Uh, not an awful lot to learn this morning, I think, for their, from their perspective, because it's going to be warmer uh, by the time race time comes around. And this racetrack is, uh, at Lime Rock, is certainly susceptible in terms of the feeling that the drivers have driving the cars to, to weather conditions and, and changes in temperature. That's Jeremy Shaw. I'm John Heindorf. We're in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. We are pretty much halfway through this 20-minute session. And uh, it looks as though... Where is the number nine? Let's pick the car up on the track. Was that just an out and straight back in for Matt Campbell? No, he's still showing us out on the circuit. But it looks as though Russell Ward is not going to take part. And Winwood Racing this morning, that car not showing... Uh, even in the pit lane at the moment, just going through turn one, the number one of Madison Snow through Big Ben for Paul Miller Racing, and he's got the Corvette of Tonio Garcia through the left-hander, now through the right-hander on the North Ornam straight, uh, and heading towards the chicane version of the Hub uphill. We will be using both versions of the uphill today, the chicane, the bus stop, uh, the twiddly bit version is for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in the FCP Euro North East Grand Prix. For the Mission and Pilot Challenge, the uh, the longer, the slightly uh, outside loop, if you see. It's, it's actually, I think it's probably a bit. Is it shorter or longer? It's a little track. bit longer. It is a uh, bit longer. Yeah, it's certainly a little more traditional. It's faster though, that. Jeremy, isn't it? Oh yes, yeah, so it's significantly faster. Yeah, I mean. To, to, to that, uh, that that little chicane at the bottom of the hill there um, was uh, is makes the cars uh, significantly slower as they crest the riser. I mean that was the that was the reason for that uh, detour put in quite a long quite a long time ago now. I'm not sure, sure when it was. It seems like it was certainly a long time, you know fair, fair time ago. Back in the old days, back in the GTP days, there the uh, the cars were getting very very light over that uphill and on at least a couple of at least a more than once, uh, air got underneath the nose of the car and flipped it over. Remember, John Morton had a massive crash there in the Nissan. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a pretty scary place. I mean, the cars literally would go light over the, over the crest. Uh, air sometimes got underneath them, and then it just flipped the cars right over. Um, did did a, you know, a, a nose over tail, and uh, not pretty. Uh, John walked away from that one, but it was a scary accident, and it was shortly after that the... Uh, the decision was made that they need to slow the cars through that section of track. Of course, in recent years, the, G the prototype cars have not been here, um, and that's sort of kind of one of the reasons for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's yeah, significantly faster. Yeah, Jeremy, you and I remember the the, the Audi R8 in the uh, American Le Mans series. Uh, yeah, it's doing phenomenal. I mean, they they were doing 46 and a half second laps around here. That was all the way. In fact, the Audi R10s were here, weren't they, back in 2007? Um, yeah. The LMP1s yeah. and the LMP2s. In fact, the LMP2s were slightly quicker. The Porsche RS Spider in the Northeast Grand Prix in 2007. I think it's still Ryan Briscoe who holds the lap record with a, a, about a 47 and a half. They were a bit lighter. 
um, and they ran really well. They had huge amount of downforce. They were slightly bleeding the downforce out of the R10s then to allow the LMP2s to uh, uh, to to be quick uh, there. Um, I think it's still the Eagle Mark III that has the Juan Manuel Fangio going back to 93 that has the fastest lap here. Um, yeah, I think I think you're probably right. But uh, Guy Smith has the uh, the uh, kind of IMSA record around here. That was a, a 44.0 in qualifying. It's average speed of 120.55. Sorry, I was talking about race. Yes, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, in yeah. race in race it was a 45.1 was Klaus Graf uh, in the uh, the um, the HBD the Honda Acura ARX uh, 03A. Uh, 45.1 was what Juan Manuel Fangio did back in '93 in the Eagle. So that's yeah. extraordinary because Klaus would have been using the the chicane for that. So that yeah, he probably was, wasn't he? No, yeah. no, he was. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I remember uh, Dindo Capello destroying right. the car, uh, the Audi, probably not even an R10. It was probably an R8, destroying the car when he got slightly nudged offline. Yeah, um, phenomenal lap that then fight by Klaus in the, Was that being the muscle milk car? Then? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, 45-1. Yeah, so this configuration, yeah, that was the fastest time. Yeah, wow. We, we, did, we did dabble for a while in the American Le Mans series, which you would lose using the slightly longer configuration at the, at the West Bend at Turn 6 as well, where you sort of went straight on and, and, and came back on again with a sort of right-left chicane. I think we only did that one, maybe two yes, years. I think you're right. I think it was just a one year and it was universally disliked. <laughs> As I, as I recall, it really did interrupt the flow of the track yeah. uh, too too much. And uh, and it was just really messy. It, it, was, it wasn't really an overtaking place. It was just sort of somewhere that you could have an accident, basically. <laughs> yeah, <very good. laughs> somewhere else you could have an accident because there's plenty of places on this on this super little challenging track where you can have a shunt without, without help from, <laughs> from external sources. Mm. Uh, Change at the top. We've got Jules Gugnion yeah. to the top. Uh, for WeatherTech Racing in the car that's running this weekend in regular GTD, car number 79, Jules Gugnon, uh, one of the uh, first timers here at Lime Rock Park, and I think having a really good time. Certainly been fast all the way through, and uh, once again uh, showing his paces here in the warm-up. One, uh, it's what's his fastest time? It's a 51.342. Wow. For Gugnon, which is a pretty darn good time actually. That would that would that would have put him on the pole. In GTD yesterday, wow. if done that. Yeah, that, that, wow. I mean that if that's if that is race pace, and there's no reason to think that it wouldn't be. The cars won't be in a qualifying trim. A number of people yesterday messed about with front and rear suspension settings and shocks and springs um, to to do some qualifying setup uh, tryouts in the final part of free practice and then into qualifying. But you wouldn't want to keep that now. You don't want the car that edgy. If that is somewhere near what he can do, Gilles Goudon, who, by the way, has never been here before, and never driven here before yesterday. Uh, lots of simulator work, but has not seen this track in real life. And if he's anything like me, I remember Graham Tyler and I driving back in. I, I didn't come here the first year the American Le Mans series uh, was here, for, and I can't remember why. Um, oh, it was a back-to-back with something else, and I and I couldn't get the time off work <laughs> to do it. Uh, and I remember driving in across the now Haggerty Bridge and seeing the Grim. Oh yeah, look, when we when we're not working on it was uh, we raced on on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Monday 
over uh, uh, the, the weekend. We didn't race on the Sunday, didn't have engine starts on Sunday. Said to Graham Tyler, hey, when we're doing nothing on, on Sunday, why don't we go out on the car track? And he said, what tra car track? I said, the one we've just driven over. He said, no, no, that is the track. <laughs> That's how narrow it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Sean yeah. on getting up to speed very quickly. Yeah, very impressive lap time. 51.342, then he's got uh, four tenths of a second in hand over Jan Halen at the wheel of the right motorsports uh, Porsche. And uh, as I say that, uh, Antonio Garcia jumps up into third position. Oh, no, he was third, third already, wasn't it? It was just Jan Halen coming, coming out, back of out of the pits again, yeah. Correct. But Correct. Uh, So GTD regular cars, first and second in, on charts in this morning's session so far. So no windward. Uh, Mike Skeen back in the pit after 16 laps for Team Courtoff Motorsport. So the two Mercedes, one not seen, and one with uh, two of the three Mercedes, one not seen, one with a few laps, and one fastest uh, at the moment. So they've got the full gamut of what is possible. They are book bookending the cars that have been out. Uh, the third one hasn't been out. So I'm not sure what that tells us about EMG and the potential for those cars uh, in the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix. Uh, answers on a postcard, please. Uh, but it is at the moment Mercedes, Porsche, Chevrolet, BMW, Lexus, Lexus, Lamborghini, BMW, Porsche, and BMW for your top 10. Then the two Hartner Racing, Aston Martins, then the Acura NSX GT3 in 13th position. And then those two Mercs that are or EMGs, is what we should more possibly uh, properly say for the GT3 cars uh, in 14th and 15th position. Just a reminder, as we're down in the last two minutes, that if we do have a yellow flag this afternoon, the whole field is treated as, as a single class. There was some discussion in the drivers' meeting that whichever one of GTD and GTD Pro were leading at the time the full-course caution was called would get to come into the pits first. I think, Jeremy, rather sensibly... Uh, that idea uh, was uh, vetoed and uh, uh, thrown out and uh, the uh, race control and the drivers and teams have decided just to treat everybody as one class so once the pit's open it's open for everyone all 15 cars uh, and that's the way the class has been treated uh, all the way through this season so Good far point. I think actually though with the exception I think it was a Sebring uh, I, I, I I can't remember what happened there precisely, and I'm still hasn't been explained to me because all of a sudden, having been all intermixed, all of a sudden there during that, midway through that race, the GTD Pro cars were all, all all of a sudden a lap ahead of all the GTD cars, which I thought was somewhat weird. Um, and oh, yes. I, said, I, I never did get an explanation on that one. I, I think there was some sort of a mess up there, but uh, it, it didn't alter the race in either of the classes. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, so I, I, yeah, I, I like this. I think it's great. It gives the uh, the, uh, the the supposed non-pros, but uh, they are pros in the GTD class, uh, an opportunity to really shine and get amongst the you know, amongst the guys that are paid by the factories to drive these cars. So it's it's, uh, it's an extra little element which I, I really enjoy. And so I'm glad that decision has been made to uh, to to go as normal for this 2022 season. Improvement there for Antonio Garcia, uh, although didn't improve his uh, position. Still third fastest. Oh, there wasn't an improvement. I thought it showed up. 
My mistake. No, you didn't improve it. It was the time you said earlier on in the session. So third fastest for Antonio Garcia. Uh, we've got uh, several cars already in the pits, and has the yeah, there's the checkered flag is out now. So Winwood not on pit lane. Um, let me have a look down there. Um, everybody else doing ins and outs and doing pit stop practice, and uh, the checkered flag is seen by Jan Halen there as he goes past in the blue, white, and black Porsche. Antonio Garcia following through. It looks like Shields Gunon's going to hang on to that fastest time, which is a feather in his cap. It would affect the starting grid for the uh, the race later on this afternoon. Uh, reminder, we have two races today. It is Super Saturday. And as far as our timings are concerned, uh, it, uh, it's pretty much back-to-back. Uh, to be honest, uh, in terms of the, the schedule, uh, with the uh, our countdown to green, a short countdown to green for Michelin Pilot Challenge, uh, and then we will be uh, racing for 120 minutes for the Lime Rock Part 120. Expect us to, to come up a little before 11 o'clock local time. That's uh, what that'll be. Four o'clock in the afternoon, the UK five in Europe. We'll go through the race uh, and then we'll reconvene uh, for the uh, three ten start. So expect us about half an hour before that for countdown to green. Uh, and join me, Jeremy and Shay, for that. And then it will be Johnny Palmer, Jeremy and Shay for the race. And I'll be back for Michelin post race tech. Right in the middle of that race, uh, I'll be looking after the uh, Porsche Carrera Cup North America from the streets of Tonto, um, uh, which I'm told you can't sound all of the T's in the middle in much the same way as where I come from in Sunderland because it doesn't have the D's. So, Tonto. Um, no, 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 Tr Tonto. No, Tronto. Trono, yeah. okay, Trono. Okay. I'm going to write that down. Trono. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Stephen Gardner. Uh, it was Stephen Gardner who uh, reminded me of that when we were at CTMP. Uh, Trono. So uh, that uh, we we will, with a bit of luck and a fair wind, be able to give you pictures for both of those and full uh, full coverage tomorrow. It's a wee bit easier because uh, obviously with the, the the main races today here at Lime Rock Park, it, it means that the uh, PC, uh, PCCNA uh, presented by visitcaymanisland.com has its uh, its own spot tomorrow. All the details are on imsonradio.com so uh, if I've got any of that wrong it will be on there uh, uh, will be on there for you. Let's quickly give you a, a run through of what's happening. The checkered flag is out. Cars coming back into the pit lane now as they uh, finish their cooling down laps. Shilgun on with a 51-3-4-2. Jan Halen for Wright Motorsports Porsche in second. The two GTD cars ahead of the GTD pros. With Antonio Garcia, the best of the pros, ahead of BMW. And then Faf Motorsports with Matt Campbell and Ben Barnicourt. Uh, and... 
that's not going to affect anything. So uh, join us for Michelin Countdown to Green uh, here at the track. And don't forget, we'll be on 207, uh, Sirius XM 207 as well for the uh, the WeatherTech race. Next up, though, it's Michelin Pilot Challenge. We'll bring Shea back into the fold for that for the moment. From Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindorf in the Haggerty Global Broadcast booth. Thanks for joining us, uh, and we'll be back for more racing this Super Saturday here at Lime Rock Park. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.